On this episode of Crazy Talk, my friend Anne came onto the podcast to discuss a topic that's particularly important to me, medication. In the past, I've spoken and written about mental health and medication numerous times because I feel so passionately about the stigma that often surrounds it. Em has had some similar experiences to me when it comes to medication and also feels strongly about how often it's deemed controversial, so they were the perfect guests for this topic. We covered trying meds for the first time, side effects, changing or trying new meds, stigma and assumptions, as well as giving our top tips for anyone starting out with medication or looking to find more information. Neither of us are medical professionals, so this is purely an anecdotal discussion and peer-to-peer advice, really. But hopefully it provides a good overview for people looking to find out more. Trigger warnings for this episode include suicidal thoughts, medication, anxiety and depression. As always, we've included links for the sh- in the show notes for good resources and further information if anyone needs it. So please enjoy and feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you might have. So today on the podcast, um, I'm joined by my friend Em, uh, who's come on to talk a little bit about medication, which is definitely a topic I've been wanting to talk about um, before because it's something that can be quite complicated. Uh, So welcome and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yes, so I think what would be good to start with um, is could you give us a bit of a background of your experiences with mental health um, in kind of as much or as little as you, you are happy to share, basically? Yeah, sure. Um, So I first started experiencing mental health problems when I was, say, I was probably around 14 or 15. It's quite difficult to pinpoint it because that's the age when you're already going through a lot of teenage stuff. And so Mm. I think um, a lot of what actually was mental health problems was kind of um, misconceived as just being angsty and going through puberty and and all that kind of stuff um so I think it it started then um but then I kind of sought help for it when I was about 16 um and I'm now 25 um so I've kind of been uh dealing with mental health problems primarily like depression and anxiety for the best part of a decade um I've always been quite aware of it as well my mum's actually a psychiatric nurse um Mm -hmm. so it wasn't ever something where I was like what is this weird thing that's happening to me (laughs) Uh, it was always kind of um yeah within my uh breadth of knowledge I guess um that this was something that could happen to people um but it did take a while for me to actually understand that yes I wasn't a moody teenager and, and I was just a yeah my brain was perhaps not working as it should be (laughs) yeah that makes sense I feel like it was sort of similar for me but without um a little bit later on when I started university and without sort of the prior knowledge of like any clue that it was something that could happen and I just thought oh my gosh I'm the only person in the world experiencing this and it was kind of narcissistic because I just had no idea um so but it it does feel like that doesn't it because you just feel I I remember thinking like when people did tell me like oh you're just being a teenager you're just going through this I remember thinking if every teenager is going through this how are they holding it together like how isn't anyone else absolutely falling apart at the end of the day like this this can't be something that everyone just is expected to go through so yeah I I totally get that you think it's narcissistic I think I did at one point as well and that's like part of it as well is the guilt gets to you and then you Thing that you shouldn't be feeling that it's all about you um yeah, yeah definitely kind of cyclical I also found that my because it was in my first year of university it was almost like it was bad timing in general but also bad timing like how you've talked about people thinking it was just because you're a teenager and mm. people are like oh it's because you've gone to university you weren't ready to move away from home you weren't ready for all these things you're too young it's because you're born in the summer so you're like a summer child in the academic year and I was like no I respect that you're all trying to help but there are a lot of people that go to university and have birthdays in the summer or <laughs> general people starting university my mum thought people that. said that to you yeah, so it's mom, you're born in the summer my mum's been super supportive in every way like anything she totally understands mental health stuff but when it first started she and she still says it sometimes she's like oh uh, it was because Natasha went to university too year too early. It you know the children with summer birthday. It's like she only just turned eighteen. And I'm like, no, I just had a mental breakdown. <laughs> Not oh when my birthday. Is. But, um, yeah, that's some strange justification. Right there. Weird how people try and kind of justify or find a reason. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
And yeah, so we were going to talk about medication, which is super interesting and fun topic. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to follow on from my first question and ask what your first experience with medication for mental health was like. Um, so I was actually given medication quite soon after I sought medical help, which I, I kind of have several opinions about. Um, mm. So I was 16 and I was after a period of um, CBT, uh, which didn't help, uh, to be honest. Um, I was referred to a psychiatrist who gave me antidepressants. Um, from what I've kind of looked or researched since then i i don't know if things would have been different for me had i not been given antidepressants so young i know there's a lot of conflicting arguments and research about giving young people antidepressants um but i also know that sometimes medication is the only thing that will get me out of that place so perhaps if i hadn't had medication then i i would have got much worse there's there's really no telling um but i was on i can't remember do you want me to give the exact medications and stuff yeah if you if you want to then go ahead um because I, I think i started on fluoxetine um yeah, that's my favorite that's what i'm on now <laughs> <laughs> love that we have favorites well. yeah that's a good one, <laughs> a good one. um and uh, i think i was given a few different ones before i found one that actually worked mm. um and honestly, like a lot of my teenagers are a bit of a blur, partly because of mental health reasons. Um, I remember there were some days where um, the, the I remember days when it started working and I suddenly had this like moment of clarity. I remember being on the bus to school and looking out the window and actually noticing that it was a nice day and feeling happy about it and being like, oh, my God, these drugs are amazing. That They've actually like made my brain feel happy again. And it felt incredible. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, they made me really tired. So anyone who knew me at school, I spent basically my entire sixth form experience asleep because um, they just completely knocked me out. Um, and it really affected my exam results and stuff as well. I had a lot of problems with, with sleepiness. Um, so I didn't do that well in the end because I slept through a lot of my classes. <laughs> um, but I think for me at the time, that was it was kind of an acceptable trade-off that I, I was like, well, I'm not having suicidal thoughts anymore. I'm yeah. just very tired all the time. Um, and that on balance was, yeah, the better deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, there, were, there were good parts to it, but also, um, yeah, right from the beginning, there was, there was some not so pleasant parts about being on medication as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I can definitely relate to a lot of that. <laughs> I think um, a lot of what you said, I've kind of heard other people say similar as well, when you get that kind of like moment of clarity and you're like, oh my gosh, it's working. And it's just yeah. sort of like little glimpses of it to start with. Um, for me, I so it's a bit weird, actually, looking back. Um, and I've always kind of wondered about this in the same way. Like, again, it's interesting what you said about wondering whether things might have been different if like the medical professionals had gone about it in a different way, because I definitely have a similar example where when I was in my first year of university and I first started having panic attacks and that was what I was going through um I went to the doctor and I, so I didn't know anything about it I didn't know what they were giving me or what it did or anything and they looking back they so they sent me away with a packet of diazepam like Valium before they did anything else so I'd had no therapy uh, nothing else offered to me no antidepressants they just sent me away with diazepam and were like take two of these a day so I took the first one and effectively got really really stoned because <laughs> um, my body wasn't used to them like diazepam could really space you out um yeah. so that was my basically my first experience and because I'd been so ill with anxiety and depression at the time I'd also not really had any appetite so basically like, not eaten like, I was really dehydrated so then I put this thing into my body when I'm, I wasn't used to it at all and just ended up basically really really stoned really really out of it um, so that was the time that I've actually, I think I mentioned it on an, another podcast recording, actually, where I basically just in my pajamas went and jumped on a train and was like, I don't like it here. I want to go home to my mum and then turned up in Cheshire in my pajamas. <laughs> the other end of the country. So that was brilliant. Um, and then when I went to a doctor back home after I got there, um, the doctor back home said, oh, well, I don't understand why they've given you this massive, like really high dose of diazepam. So that was interesting. Um, That's insane that they were just straight off. <laughs> be like hello here is a sedative yeah 
that's um you know university health centers you know that's a whole other thing (laughs) Um, (laughs) then after that I did try um I think it was to Talapram or something similar so there were Uh, yeah I've been on that guy (laughs) and I don't really remember much of it because that was I was so ill at the time that I don't really remember much of what was going on um Mm. I think I tried a few and just didn't really because they were new to me um, and I didn't know much about it, like the side effects of things like really like horrendous um, like acid reflux and the kind of physical side effects like that were mm. enough to kind of put me off to start with. And it was also unfamiliar. So then I don't, I wasn't really on them for very long. And then it was actually a few years later when I went back to try medication again um, and again, tried a few and then settled on fluoxetine because it was the one that didn't have those kind of immediate physical side effects for me, um, yeah. like headaches or acid reflux or nausea or anything. So oh, nice on them. The Sorry? I said the nausea is the worst. It's oh, yeah. just... <laughs> so many side effects as well. Oh, um, yeah. With fluoxetine, <laughs> the biggest one for me has been the sleepiness, like you said. Yeah. And I remember people at university telling me, like, I think you've got ME. Like, I think you need to go to a doctor. Um, and, like, housemates and people would say things like that to me. And I was like, what? What's wrong with me? What's going on? And then afterwards, like, after I'd been on them about a year, I tried coming off them temporarily. And suddenly it was like, oh, my gosh, this is what normal people feel like with energy. And they want to do things after work. And they just want to socialize and things. But then the downside, like you said, was that then my, like, my mental health was so low that it it was like great I've got loads of energy and then my kind of depression came back and then I got that sort of less energetic because of that and everything else that goes with being depressed and having panic attacks all the time so it's that kind of trade-off of there's all these side effects but you know is it worth it if the other option is really really awful yeah sometimes it feels like you're constantly trying to balance the scales of being mm-hmm. a functioning human and a happy human yeah. it's it's kind of like oh I can I can take this thing dream me of my energy um <laughs> but also kind of make it so that I can go to work and I can see my friends mm-hmm. um but I had times as well where it numbed me out so it wasn't like I was really feeling much um yeah. and then my other choice was oh I can stop taking the medication and I can feel like I don't know sometimes depression is just completely indescribable it's like I had you know you can't get out of bed so you you can't do those things with your friends anyway you you still can't go out but at least you're not feeling like a robot um Mm -hmm. it's yeah I feel like you do one of those things either try and live without medication if you have a particular kind of of mental illness you try and live without medication for long enough and then you kind of relent to the medication and then the medication has side effects and then you mm-hmm. relent to coming off it again and it just seems to be like constantly going between mm-hmm. one and the other or at least it has been for me yeah for the last sort of maybe five years now I've just been kind of on and off it for a year or a couple of years at a time just kind of yeah. trying to figure out what to do and then I'll be like oh I feel amazing now I've come off it and then it's great whilst my mental health might be slightly better I'm in a slightly like better position with work or things kind of aren't you know bothering me as much or triggering me as much and then Mm. suddenly my mental health goes downhill and I'm like nope I can't cope with medication I was wrong (laughs) without medication even um (laughs) kind of finding that balance has been interesting um but now I'm just back on them like this will be fine for now let's just not risk it again because I got so ill with um my panic disorder last year that I was like nope do you know what for the foreseeable future I would rather be really sleepy all the time yeah that's what to mitigate the risks even if what you're mm. yeah what you're trading it in for is also not yeah even if you want to sleep at work and stuff I did I have fallen asleep at work quite a few times and my, my manager is so understanding in the job that I'm in now because I'd actually spoken to her about the fact that I was on medication and I was still in the process of trying to figure out whether it helped to take it at different times of the day and things like that um which I have found taking it at dinner time means that the next morning I'm not quite as sleepy. Whereas if I take it just before I go to bed, I basically sleep through the next 24 hours. So. <laughs> oh, it's like the, the tiny life hacks of medication that you yeah. have. <laughs> it's, it's like in the small print of medication, it's just like, you must take this on a full moon and precisely yeah. <laughs> 6.08pm. Otherwise you will be asleep for a month. <laughs> um sort of part of the same question but I also wondered um what your first experience with medication was like in terms of did you have any kind of fears or like preconceptions about going onto medication for mental health stuff beforehand or were you pretty chill about it um I mean nothing about my life was chill back then uh <laughs> <laughs> um I I don't think I had that much apprehension about it because 
I'd kind of got to a stage where I've only been at this place for a few times in my life, fortunately, but it was kind of, I felt like it was a last resort. And I was mm-hmm. like, if, if this doesn't help me, I don't know how I'm going to continue living like this, mm-hmm. um, which sounds very dramatic, probably. Um, it, it's not like I was thinking of ending my life 24 seven. It was just, it was, it was getting so exhausting. It was, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, I felt like I just want someone to knock me out for a week. I just don't want to deal with anything for a long time. Um, So when they said, you know, try medication, they they could have pretty much said try anything and I would have done um, because I was Mm -hmm. at that point. And I'd tried therapy and I'd tried... um, you know all the all the little pamphlets they give you about um about controlling your breathing and <laughs> thinking mindfully um which I'm not going to poo poo because those things are actually brilliant if you like if they work for you and yeah. if you know how to do them um but for me and being 16 and having not very much self awareness at all um and yeah just in a world of confusing times um mm. yeah I didn't probably didn't have the um the capacity to kind of do mindfulness effectively um and yeah so I, I was kind of like please yes medication if it will help um so yeah maybe not chill but I was definitely I don't think I was super apprehensive about it I think mm-hmm. I was I was just went along with it as I did with pretty much everything else that was happening to me at that time yeah I think that's a really good way to explain it because I was definitely similar in that I um, had reached that point where I was just at rock bottom both times uh, the first time when I tried medication and then like, later on when I ended up on it for like long term where yeah. you just at that point where you're like I don't know how to exist unless something can help even a bit because at the moment you, you just don't know how to carry on or mm. like you do and you're just right at the bottom um so yeah definitely the same but I have had um a few friends and relatives and people I know who have these kind of um like preconceived notions along the lines of oh if you take medication for mental health issues then it means that you're weak and you can't cope with it on your own um fear of like all the side effects as well because they are horrendous they can they can be horrendous if you don't sort if you you know don't manage to find one that works the best with your body Mm. um and then also just the kind of stigma around them uh, medication as well where people sort of say oh like that person's crazy like they're dangerous or they're weird like all these kind of like stereotypes and negative ways to look at the fact like that person's on medication like that's you know quite a kind of yeah stigma is the word I'm looking for yeah that's mm. for sure probably I didn't really know that there was that much stigma before um I started taking medication um again because mm. I mentioned my mum's my a psychiatric nurse so she would kind of she would discuss these things quite candidly with us. Um, so I'd already heard of all these medications because <laughs> my, my mum's dinner time conversation was, she would obviously never disclose personal details about patients, but she might say, oh, yes, we, we had someone today who was on diazepam, who was on this, who was on, you know. Yeah. So none of them were that unfamiliar to me. And it was, it already seemed like something that was like, oh, yeah, people take this medication. I've heard my mum talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, but the stigma was insane. Um, the the kind of the variation in reactions that I would get um, to the point where I don't usually tell people I'm on medication now. Um, it's it's not something I will mention unless I have to, like unless it's on a form that I have to fill in. Um, yeah. Or I, I did recently actually with my housemates, I had to start a new medication and I said to them, um, I was like, you know, guys, if you see me reacting very strangely to this, if I seem, you know, a lot more up or a lot more down than I normally am, I might not be perspe- perceptive to that. So it'd be good mm. if you could watch out for me. So they know I'm on medication. I think it's quite important that people I live with do know that. Yeah. Um, also, just in case anything happened to me, I would hope it wouldn't, but like a paramedic shows up and has to know what you're taking or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, some of the reactions I've got, I've had... I remember telling a friend a couple of years ago, like I was so happy that I'd been given medication again because I'd, I'd been struggling probably for about a year or so at that time without it. And I'd finally been prescribed something that was starting to work for me. And I said to him, I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so happy. Like it's, I, it's like my feelings are slowly filling up my body again. And he kind mm-hmm. of looked at me with such pity. He was like, oh no, are you on medication? And But he'd never had that, oh no, are you feeling depressed? It was almost like he was more 
disappointed or upset that I was on medication than I was ill in the first place. He like he saw that as a as a failure of mine somehow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the amount of people I've had have been like, oh, just just try and fight through it. You know, have you tried going to therapy? Have you tried mindfulness? Have you tried all these things? And they'll they'll say everything from like, oh, you should drink mint tea to you should meditate and yeah, get this much sleep a night. And I kind of want to say to them, like, trust me, I've I've been dealing with this for a decade now. I've I've tried everything. Um, yeah. Medication is my last resort um, because, mm-hmm. like we've said, the side effects and partly because of the stigma. Um, when, but the, for me, kind of the proof is in the pudding. Like I take medication, and it does make me feel better and I don't know how I can explain that to people any clearer because I've had people saying like oh there have been studies shown it doesn't work and I feel like saying even if this whole thing is a placebo effect it doesn't matter because it's working for me surely this is the end game of, of any kind of treatment is to get rid of the symptoms of mental illness and my symptoms have been alleviated through taking this so why does it bother you so much that I'm taking this medication? Yeah, I was going to say about that kind of pl- people telling you that it's just a placebo effect, that it's not a real thing, or that it's just people kind of like pandering to you. And I'm like, well, I don't if it, I don't think that is the case at all. But yeah. even if it was, if it's doing the job, I don't care what it is. Like, if it's if it's helping me, then great, perfect. I don't care if it's placebo or not. Um, but not that I think it is. Um, what else was I going to say I also find that there's quite a lot of sort of pressure to come back off them so like working towards oh don't worry you'll only have to be on these for six months or something or maybe you can try coming off them in a few months from sometimes from medical professionals but mostly from sort of in society in general and friends and family that I've spoken to um and even it makes me feel a bit weird sometimes when I came off them temporarily um when I was struggling with just being tired 24 7 I I don't know what it, I think maybe I posted something on Twitter or something that kind of referenced the fact that I'd recently come off medication and I don't know it was me saying something silly about the, like the effects of it or something um, and someone I think someone commented saying oh congratulations that's such an achievement and it was totally well intentioned yeah. the issue was when someone says oh congratulations like coming off your medication is an achievement you've done well you've done something good and achieved something it's sort of like someone getting their cast taken off their leg where they've broken their leg and you're like oh my gosh amazing you've done so well by healing your leg and they're not having to say it's not like coming off medication is an achievement in that way um or I mean maybe that maybe other people do feel that way but for me that's kind of yeah that's always that's been something that I've not really known how to react to yeah I always find myself comparing it to as well um the thing I find it most helpful to compare to especially to people that have never had any mental health problems is um diabetics using insulin um like for me my depression is caused by a chemical imbalance um and the same way that a diabetic's condition is um, caused by a lack of a chemical that their body should produce but doesn't. So all I'm doing is helping my body do what it should normally. It's not like I'm getting some high out of it. I'm not, you know, constantly bouncing off the walls. Um, It's just making me function normally. And I really don't understand why people have this reaction to it of like oh you're you're putting chemicals in your body you're you're do you you know your body shouldn't isn't made like this and it's not you're treating it in a way that is, is unnatural um and I feel like saying to those people it's like but okay does that mean diabetics shouldn't have insulin <laughs> if yeah. their body is built that way and their pancreas is not working are we just saying like oh yeah cool you're meant to be that way you have to go ahead and deal with it mm. or better why don't you meditate and drink mint tea <laughs> <laughs> like there are some things that work for certain conditions and they exist for that reason um I, yeah I don't know why it is that every person who speaks to me about my medication and has a problem with it suddenly thinks that they're a doctor um never had that with any other condition that I have and I have a few (laughs) but um it's only yeah um and a lot of people kind of refer to it as oh you're taking like a happy pill like you're taking something that magically makes you happy and that's sort of cheating or a kind of a quick way to get there and actually I think what a lot of people don't realize and 
so I found that that kind of mentality of oh you're it's a quick fix it's making you happy it's making you not yourself or not how you really are and you're not facing your problems yeah that kind of mentality I found it um far too easy to internalize as well so in the past when I've been on medication I've kind of taken that into myself and even though I don't believe that I've found myself sort of starting to a bit because I'm being told that all the time and I remember I was I went through a phase of thinking oh my gosh if I'm on medication I'm not myself like this isn't how I'm really meant to be because I've been told that so much and when I actually did the research into it like aside from the fact that it's not really appropriate for anyone to tell you that and it's not the case I also found that um scientifically if you're someone who is completely mentally stable and absolutely fine and then you take an antidepressant nothing will change so it won't make any difference it's and people think it's kind of the more you take the the more your happiness levels go up or the more your like calmness levels go up <laughs> but it's not even how it works scientifically like yeah if you take it when there's nothing wrong nothing will happen if you take it when you need it because your body isn't producing the right serotonin levels or something yeah. then it will fix that that medical problem yeah so. it's and i think mm. a lot of it comes from people without mental health problems maybe saying like oh well I have bad days and I just deal with them and they have this attitude of like Mm -hmm. well if I can do it why can't you it's just kind of like a buck up thing but what they don't Mm -hmm. understand is like when I'm I can have a bad day when I'm feeling mentally well and it's just a bad day that's fine I can get over it when I'm having a bad day and I'm already in a bad place it's like I do not have the tools to deal with it as I would do normally it's it's like you're starting from everyone else is kind of like at the base of this ladder and you're starting from like a hole in the ground or something like yeah they're having a bad day and they may have to work their way up but you already have the task of kind of just getting to ground level you're so disadvantaged from it and antidepressants aren't to shoot you to the top of the ladder it's to kind of get you to that base level and then you work on yourself I've never had all my problems magically fixed by antidepressants like the problems that are in my life are still problems in my life but I have the capacity to deal with them when I'm mentally stable (laughs) it's not some kind of panacea it's yeah literally just regulating you I think that's a really good analogy and a really good way to explain it, that it does just get you to that level where it, like other people kind of get to start in the first place. Um, that was really helpful. Yeah, it's not an unfair disadvantage. And I, I, I don't know why people think it is. It's like, well, if you want to swap places and, and come be mad, yeah. well, be my guest. <laughs> Have a go. <laughs> See what it's yeah. like. Um, so we've already touched on the fact that for both of us, it's kind of taken a few attempts to find the right option or the right kind of combination of medication and other treatment. But I sort of wanted to just briefly go back to that, because I feel like if anyone um, was listening to this and they don't know much about medication or is something they're thinking about trying for the first time, I have found that quite a few uh, friends and relatives like um, with my sisters in particular, that um, sometimes people don't realise that it's quite normal to try like as many as you want like like 10 20 different medications because it's something that is so important to find the one that works with your body that like it's worth going through that and you need to do that if you're on one and it's not working and the side effects are unbearable then go back to your gp and it like it's it's their job really to help you find what works for your body and they'll be completely comfortable with that that's quite normal um yeah for people that are just considering that then I guess there's a few things I would say, um, yeah, what you said, like, try as many things as you need to. Um, I have tried probably at least six, I would say, over the years, and none of them have been perfect. Like, the the thing that I'm on now um, gave me crazy nausea for a while, um, and I still get some side effects um, after being on it for a couple of months with kind of, like dry mouth and stuff which is like extra horrible in the summer it's just like so thirsty all the time um but I think the important thing to remember about that is to yeah talk to your GP about it like you said because they might think that that's something that is you know worth the trade-off but it might be something that you you're thinking ah, I can live with this maybe it's the extreme tiredness but your GP might turn around and say like as you know that's that's not acceptable you shouldn't have to live like that and then they might be able to try you on something else um I mean going through that process is a real pain um and also things take a long time to actually have an effect sometimes and yeah at first it can even make you feel worse um which is kind of why I warned my housemates when I was uh taking new medication because 
most of them come with a warning that they can make you feel suicidal um a lot of that is is because people in that state probably already feel that way um but it, it can kind of exacerbate that so it's i think it's wise to let someone know someone that you're close to um what you are doing and what medication you're taking so you can kind of have like an outsider's perspective of what's happening to you and have someone else kind of monitor your moods and see if it's working because when you're trapped inside your own head it can sometimes be very difficult to tell if anything's actually changed or not um what other things i think as well it's very important to bear in mind that sometimes medication stops working um this has happened for me before um and um because of the stigma against medication it's it's then quite difficult it's almost like you failed again it's like i did this thing that people told me not to do and it and it hasn't worked and they were right um and that also makes you feel terrible but um i i don't it's not like a medical condition where like you say if you have a broken leg okay you go to the doctors they fix your leg you're done it's it's more of an ongoing process than that it's like they give you the medication, they monitor you on the medication. If if anything changes at any point, you need to let them know. It's it's not something that, okay, you're fixed, goodbye, you're discharged. Um, and you also need to stay on medication even when you're feeling well. Um, like I am feeling completely fine at the moment. I'm feeling fantastic given everything that's going on. Um, <laughs> but I wouldn't come off the medication. I think that would be insane. Like I don't think I've been on it for long enough and coming off it too soon i know we're just back into a spiral um and that yeah i've made that mistake oh my before. god yeah i was about to say the biggest mistake i've ever made and probably the biggest breakdown i've ever had is when i came off medication uh without doing it properly without phasing it out um when yeah. cold turkey because again it was a tiredness thing i got to the point where I was, I only had enough energy to wake up, go to work, come home, go to sleep. I like didn't have a life outside work. And I told the doctor about this and her advice was like, oh, you should do some more exercise. And I felt like, oh yeah, I've been told oh that. my God, it's <laughs> like, with more energy, where do I get the energy for the exercise? Exactly. I felt, <laughs> felt like kind of like grabbing her by the white coat and be like, excuse me, <laughs> like, please <laughs> tell me where to get this energy from. Like I was, I was, I was, and I was, yeah. So I, I almost as a kind of fuck you i was just like well fine i'm not gonna take the medication then it was it was very stupid but i was not in a good place mentally and we do stupid things when we're not um so i i came off it and absolutely crashed it was it was horrendous um and the fallout from that lasted like the best part of a year it was it's you can really set yourself back by not doing medication properly um and i learned that lesson the hard way um and i think gps should really alert you about that as well um so i kind of i kind of get where people come from when they say that kind of antidepressants are maybe given out a bit too willy-nilly like how you experienced it with diazepam as well it sometimes it is just seen as a kind of like here's a prescription please get out of my office i mean i don't want to tar all doctors with the same brush but i've definitely encountered some that that just don't think that your problem is is worth dealing with in any more depth than that Um, but i think they definitely should make you more aware of the long-term implications of taking it um not that i want to discourage anyone from taking it if is the right thing for them it's just it's it's something that's going to take a measured response and it's going to take work from you as well as just relying on the medication it's still something that you have to make a conscious effort to work alongside yeah and to have all the information makes a massive difference as well because I found when I came off them and did a similar thing and kind of came off them cold turkey because everything was just a mess and I didn't know what I was doing um that then when I admitted that to my GP they were in an absolute panic like oh my gosh no you can't come off them like that you meant to phase it out and I was like obviously I understand that that only came up because I came off them and they didn't expect me to do that. But at the same time, like, I can't, like, we can't be the only people that have been through that. It must be something that a lot of people do where they get frustrated or they think it's yeah. not working or for whatever reason, side effects or anything else, they just come off it. And actually having the information on how much of an impact that would have and the fact that it's so important to phase them out if you do come off them um, beforehand might have put me off doing that. Yeah, so for sure. That would have been useful. Yeah. Um, yeah definitely um yeah it took me quite a long time to find 
the one that worked for me. It also, I like joked about taking the most specific time earlier, but actually that does make quite a big difference for me. So even things like, um, and another, I guess another one is your, like your dosage mm. can change. So you might be on like 20 milligrams or whatever, and then you might find that's not enough, or you might find, or you might be on more and then find that you can be on a little bit less and that way the side effects are less, but you can still function. Um, so there's just so many options. So there's so many options of medication. There's so many um, kind of different ways that you can take it and different dosages and um combining it with different things like therapy and anything else that sort of might work for people on an individual mm. basis that it really is like you say that kind of there's like a whole journey and like as much as it sucks like it's important to do all of the work and everything that goes alongside it like mm. you said um to kind of find that like the best combination for you so i think i've had a tendency in the past to go on the medication and be like oh it's not working or all oh, the side effects are awful and then come straight off it or also again like you said when it make it can make you feel so much worse when you first go on it and I've definitely had that before where it ended up like why do I feel worse this is meant yeah. to be helping and actually having to keep going and keep like talking to people about it talking to the GP and I'd end up like going back to the making doctor's appointments when I definitely like didn't need them like every day I'd go into the doctors after work like help like just crying because I thought oh my gosh I'm feeling so much worse every day and then it was maybe a month in because it can be like a month or even like a couple of months before it really mm. kicks in which is a really difficult time when you're going through all of that and you're waiting for something to help and you're just feeling like it's not working but um eventually that did kick in for me and it just took a while and I also took um obviously I, I was lucky enough to have um friends and family who were aware that I was on um medication and that I was sort of going through that adjustment process but I also found it quite helpful to keep sort of a journal of how I was feeling on different days which sounds like really cheesy but it did help because even when I would I wouldn't normally be aware that it was making a difference because I still felt shit just not quite as bad as I yeah. felt before I um would write down exactly how I was feeling it day and maybe like rate how I was feeling like out of an um, out of 10 or something and then I'd noticed that when I looked back over the last week in that I could see slight changes that I probably wouldn't normally have noticed and, and even just seeing that kind of helped me cling on a bit longer because I could see at least a little bit of yeah. progress so um you know it was kind of hopeful to see yeah, that sure. um yeah it's a super fun <laughs> process but it can be so worth it and um, so yeah this isn't definitely isn't to put anyone off but it's just yeah really important to make sure you've got all the information and that you try everything um every option that's out there because most people do need to go through that and it's totally normal to go to your gp and say actually this isn't working for me i want to try yeah. something else um, yeah really no I'm definitely a, a strong proponent for for medication I wouldn't ever want to talk anyone out of it um if they felt it was yeah. going to help them um like you say I think it's just it's just knowing what you're getting into um and remembering that it's it's not going to instantly fix you um it's still going to take some work mm -hmm. and that sucks um <laughs> but it's yeah. it's a good starting place hmm. um I feel like you've also kind of covered my next question a bit as well. Because um, I was going to talk about how like family and friends and, and partners have reacted in the past to your use of medication. But I know you did touch on um, sort of how friends have had quite varying reactions yeah. to it. Um, was there like anything else you wanted to add on um, that at all? Just that I think I've realised, especially in the last year, how important it is for me in any close relationships, whether it's like close friendships, romantic relationships. Um, I need to be with people that will kind of trust my judgment on my own health um, and will listen yeah. to me when I say what's best for me. Um, because even if you're in an okay place, if you're on medication and it's working, or even if you're not on medication, you're just, you're just doing okay at the moment. You're, you're going through a good patch. Um, if someone kind of tries to belittle the way that you deal with your health um, or kind of tries to play doctor with you and say what's best for you, um that can be really damaging especially if it's quite insidious if you don't notice that it's there until you're just being bombarded all the time with people being like oh you don't need medication you don't need therapy you don't you just need this and this and this mm. um i think yeah uh, the the company that we keep um and kind of those those very real outside voices can have as much of an impact as our own internal uh, voices telling us what we're doing right and wrong um and i've i've never had i've never been you know super close with anyone who's directly told me that 
they think I should come off medication or anything like that, I don't think I would tolerate that. But I've had people that kind of, you know, they they might go a bit quiet anytime I mention taking medication because they're like, mm, okay, that's, that's a bit of a touchy subject, isn't it? Like, I, I wouldn't ever want to be around that kind of person all the time. Um, I think it's really important to have support um and yeah just to have someone who you know has got your back if anything does go wrong um and it's it's sometimes what well, maybe a lot of the time quite a luxury to have that um so if you can find people like that i would say keep them close and those are the people you should talk to when maybe you are having a bad day or when you're considering your options for medical treatment i know i have one or two people i always turn to and say like oh i'm thinking of doing this again and i know they will always talk to me without any judgment or agenda and like i love those people for that um so yeah yeah, that's that's a big thing in terms of uh, medication and, and relationships and stuff definitely agree um and albeit when I was a fair bit younger but and people were probably (laughs) less mature but even so um when I was in um a relationship with my my ex from quite a while back um that was when I kind of first started trying medication and therapy and different things and again it, it was not that he said to me you shouldn't be on medication or you don't need this outright but it was just as bad because he was someone who you could tell that he was judgmental of it like I got the impression that he basically just didn't really think that mental mm. illness was a real thing which made it 10 times harder to get into the process of um recovery or not recovery but you know getting to a point where I could cope with normal day-to-day activities um because that was kind of hindering me and I felt judged and I felt belittled and I felt like embarrassed of it which I wouldn't necessarily have felt if I'd kind of not had that outside pressure and it was the sort of things like you could tell that he was embarrassed if I'd mentioned it in front of any of his friends or anything like that and now that I'm um have to be in a relationship with someone else who has been through just as many mental health problems um it's very very different and it like that support and understanding makes an absolute world of difference like obviously like I'm using like romantic relationships as an example but that's the same Mm. like you said with friendships with family members and anyone else that you're surrounding yourself yeah definitely I'm sorry you had to go through that by the way that's that's really shitty to have like someone you should trust yeah terrible (laughs) he was just terrible in all ways but he broke up with me so that was a plus not at the time (laughs) Looking back at something, yeah, I'm very you probably <laughs> definitely won, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> how I like to look at it. Um, cool. So my next question was, how do you feel that medication is represented in the media? So that could be, you know, kind of in in the news or in, like in articles, but also on TV, like in fictional stuff. Um, it was a bit of, you know, uh, a bit of a random question to put in there, but I've just you know come across yeah I don't think it's a random one I think like we're we're super influenced by what we see on the media um when I was thinking about this Mm -hmm. I I wasn't thinking so much of kind of news media the thing that immediately came to mind to me was what I find really funny whenever you see people maybe not funny just kind of like I don't know almost a bit uh worrying is um whenever you see people taking medication Mm -hmm. on tv shows it's like they'll have a stressful moment and they'll just like pop three pills and it's it's kind of like yeah. that's that's not how medication works um and maybe that's where some people have got the impression that that we just take a happy pill uh it's like nah dude like like you and I have just spoken about we we have to take these pills at a certain time every day um they are for maintaining yeah. balance rather than for giving you like a an immediate spike of go away depression um so yeah that that was what came to mind to me um i can't say i can recall any like positive representation overly positive reputation reputation representation of um of antidepressants in the media um and i think i've definitely seen you know kind of daily male style shock horror 12 year old given antidepressants kind of thing um that that's the stuff that always seems to make it to the mainstream media but you can say that about a lot of stuff um, and yeah. then if you actually go into the scientific studies you know on on balance there are people saying very good things about antidepressants as well um but i think for for the clickbait shock value uh things like treatments for i, I i'm aware as well that i'm only talking about antidepressants here but that's just because that's that's my experience with it uh, obviously there's uh yeah 
whole range of medications that you can take depending um, on how your mental illness affects you. Um, but I think antidepressants being mm-hmm. quite a common thing that is prescribed because so many people do go through depression um, is one of the ones that makes it to the mainstream media quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I like I say, there's a lot of uh, kind of scaremongering around it sometimes. Um, yeah particularly with young children mm-hmm. and um or younger adults at least and i guess the the positive stuff or the the you know the good things that have come out of it are just not that interesting and don't make as much money or sell as many papers um so it's just one of those things <laughs> it's just yeah I, I mean i agree i definitely feel like i I can't think of any positive examples that I've seen really and you're right that um I'm trying to think what it is when I'm watching like American tv shows and what you were talking about with them like just popping a pill every time you feel stressed or sad there's such a stereotype and I'm I'm generalizing because it just happens to be like American shows that I've seen it in but what they but they call it something different and it'll be like oh I'm just gonna I think it's like Uh, a well well, that's just um is that yeah isn't that's like yeah it is I think I'm just saying that so much confidence I think we might be horribly wrong <laughs> but that's just, that's what I've seen a lot of is people like in a stressful situation or feeling really low and they're like quick let me take five of these <laughs> with a glass of wine that'll fix me immediately um and it's either that or quite often it's like teen or kind of coming of age movies where um there's always a lot of and, and I understand because it's kind of like to some degree an accurate representation but usually it'll be someone avoiding taking their medication or I I could name so many examples of like films and things where I've seen it's someone being told to take their medication by a parent or um, like a medical professional and then they're like hiding under their tongue and not taking it or like hiding it in a drawer and I feel like like, there's a reason why that's something that comes up because like that that is you know to some degree it's something that that Mm. happens or people go through but it doesn't mean that you end up in a situation where the main representation of it for young people watching like films and tv is people avoiding taking their medication which almost um kind of gives you the it feeds into the narrative that it's that it's bad that it's going to change who you are that it's going to have side effects or like numb you or or whatever else that you shouldn't be you know you want to avoid taking them and it's people trying to force them on you so i think just yeah the fact that it um sort of contributes to that narrative and makes that so prevalent is um, yeah definitely yeah I hadn't thought of that actually but now you mention it I can off the top of my head think of so many things where I've seen that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, just seemed, it was only as, as you were talking that I was like hang on that's something I've seen in <laughs> yeah. many movies um, cool so we probably need to uh, finish about there but just before we finish I thought as kind of a closing question I would ask um what would you say or what advice would you give to someone who's trying medication for any kind of mental health um, or mental illness for the first Um, time I think basically listen to this episode um (laughs) no definitely (laughs) definitely (laughs) consult um mental health professionals I know that you're you and I have a lot of personal experience with this um but also we we are definitely not mental health professionals and (laughs) can't can't prescribe people anything or say what's going to work or not work for them um I think finding a doctor or a therapist that you can trust and speak openly with um is so so important it's Mm. also massively difficult I don't say that as like oh it's fine just go talk to your doctor it's it's super tricky to to talk about personal things with someone who ultimately you're probably only going to share three minutes of conversation with um like it's yeah it's not easy but sometimes the side effects you might get from medication might be quite embarrassing you might or you might not realize that they are side effects so you, you might not feel comfortable talking to someone about them um so i think yeah definitely being comfortable enough to speak openly with a medical professional someone who knows what they're talking about um it's even like if you're if you're not close to a doctor if you're not close to anyone who has that kind of medical knowledge you can call people like mind um and they'll at least be able to yeah, yeah give you a bit more information than just the average lay person would um but also yeah, yeah i think most important for me i know that i've been better at dealing with my mental health when i've had people close to me that i feel supported by and that's not just in terms of medication, that's people I can just turn to, you you know, either physically or if they're 
they're not with me right now I can just shoot them a message saying like hey have you got five minutes to talk um and those people that will mm-hmm. listen to you without judgment um and will give you what you need whether that's some support whether it's advice whether it's just a listening ear so you can vent at them um I think having someone to go on the journey of, of finding medication with you can be super, super helpful. It's also going to be quite a burden on that person as well. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely important to be mindful of that. You don't want to just be dragging someone down with you because you'll probably already feel like that if you're in a bad place. Um, but just, yeah, having someone that you can have that kind of open communication with and understanding with um, that's that's not going to make you feel worse than you already do should make it a tiny bit easier um but ultimately Mm -hmm. it's 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 not something that I have found incredibly easy finding medication it's yeah 10 years down the line I imagine I still will probably have to try other things in the future um but it's just kind of accepting that and working with it to some degree um and whenever you are in good places having good days just kind of seizing that and continuing to work on your health while you can and prepare for any bad days that may come in the future which is always yeah kind of a negative thing to think about but um you know you've got to stay realistic I guess yeah that's true that's really good advice um and it's um makes a lot of sense what you said about um resources from mind and um, organizations like that as well because I have found that whilst it's really helpful to do your research and like find out about it and um, there is a tendency for most of the kind of forums and things you come across on the internet are going to be like um, particularly dramatic or talking about all the worst parts or um, yeah it's not necessarily like an accurate representation of what it's actually like or giving you the facts because um, it can be there can yeah. be a lot of sort of scaremongering on there um so i'm gonna say um in the in the notes like in the description for the podcast i'll make sure we link um to any good resources like mind and, yeah. and anyone else that we can think of who um has good resources and advice sure. on medication as well um we can finish there so thank you so much um that was really informative and really useful and also just really nice to talk to someone else who's been through all of this kind of experience of medication because i do feel like it doesn't get talked about that much so, yeah thank yeah, you this actually felt like you. kind of like a little mini therapy session i was like oh i can i can get things off my chest that yeah. normally normally no one gives me the time <laughs> to talk about <laughs> oh that's great that's even better to hear um thank you cool so okay thank you speaking. Thank you.